Okay, um, it should be fine to start this now, this way. Okay. What are talking into here? Yeah, yeah, speaking of that one, it sounds, that's the better one, I think. They're both, they're all they're the both same. They're both worthless. Alright. It looks like something that looked like it would be a really cool vibe, hmm. if you, like, knew nothing about mics. Yeah, yeah, it, it's, oh it's, a, it's, it's a, it's a, it's like a chandelier. It's a stupid contraption. Or it looks like a trophy mic. Yeah. Ow! Kisses just jumped on my legs and scratched into me. She's getting old. Is she getting old? She's getting old. Are you getting old? Yes. God, how do you do it going out Seven all night years. like that? What? How do you go out like that all night? Oh. You know, that's because your schedule's on that, right? Oh, yeah. You said yeah. You're... Staying out till 4 or 5 in the morning all the time, yeah. 6 in the morning. Just staying up there. Just read, you know? Mm. I've been reading a lot too. Waking up with the drinking. You know, I've been drinking a lot and reading. <laughs> Sorry about the creaky chair. You have the creakiest chair in the world. I, I bought a new chair for myself. You did? Yeah. Oh my but god. I couldn't get rid of that one because it's where Kisses likes to scratch. So you know, I couldn't. And is I, this the one I gave you six, seven years ago? Did you give me that chair? I think I gave it to you. It was back when you lived with Greg at the old uh, oh, at the 1840 litter box. Richmond. Yeah, at the old litter box where we stole the cat. <laughs> I guess that was, what, seven years? Seven years ago, yeah. What is that in cat years? Damn. That was uh, more than human years. Yeah, more than when half dogs? her life. Probably about half her life. I don't know. She'll yeah. probably live to be about 20. She's got full-on Stockholm Syndrome right now. Oh, yeah. Like, she just loves me. <laughs> she loves, loves me so Best much. Best owner she's ever had. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Doesn't even remember the other one. Why would she? No, nobody else feeds her like I do. That's true. All I got to do is feed her better food. Yeah. Although our cat came home and just shat everywhere from like eating into somebody else's food, like someone else feeding it. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, the people that leave cat food out for cats yeah. and then they stay out too late and it's like, mm. gets all that bacteria on it. Yeah, there's always flies. I've never stepped in that. cat shit before, but I stepped in cat shit at the house. Just couldn't, she couldn't hold in. Oh, it awful. <laughs> well, yeah, it stinks more than human shit. <laughs> it's. I can't smell anything though. I've had like three sinus surgeries from like growing up. Oh. They like went in and they ripped out like three linings of like my nostrils and everything on the inside. So I really can't smell anything unless it's like really pungent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, does this sound like this all the time? Right. Maybe if I get close, it sounds like robotic. Oh, oh fuck. You broke God. it. You broke what everything. Oh, oh, man. I can fix it. I swear. <laughs> I swear. What have you been up to, Bone? Uh, I'm seeing a guy. He's real nice. Seeing a guy is real nice. He's real nice. Mm. How old is he? He's 33. That's not bad. Yeah. It's yeah. appropriate. That's, That's age a, appropriate. It's pretty age appropriate. Yeah. I mean. Does he, uh, does he have a job? Yeah. A better job than you? Uh, it's about the same, I guess. He, yeah, we neither of us. We make about the same amount of money, but we don't have benefits. Mm. But, you know, 
whatever. We're doing. How would fine. you change the strip club up, knowing now that you've been there for what four or five months? Eight months. Eight months. You've yeah. kind of seen how it operates. You see the money going in and out of there. I don't want to know the details, <laughs> and I don't pay attention to the stuff that does not concern me. So I am not looking to become a pro. You don't want to try to professional DJ, no, not a professional manager, DJ. any of that. You want to be head of the union for professional mm. DJs. We had to go to this. Uh, Sex traffickers awareness uh, talk. It's like a with uh, like in a association with all the other like strip a, club managers and DJs, and it was like a convention for people to hear about sex trafficking in Houston. It was probably a sex trafficking convention. Yeah, what a bunch of creeps! What an assortment of creeps! And I don't want to be one for the rest of my life. I, I mean, if you think about it, that's the perfect way to have an out in the open sex trafficking like system. Mm. Did all those people it's, that showed up to look pay people like for they, it? I guess, yeah. I guess. I that, mean, think about it. You're, you're it's basically. It's a crime because you don't get paid for it, is what I'm saying. You're networking with many other people that are in the mm. same business as sex trafficking. Yeah. I feel like if they went to one of those anti sex trafficking things, they probably inadvertently became even better sex traffickers. It's like, uh, it felt like one of those 80s uh, awareness <laughs> videos that they would show me in uh, sixth grade. Only yeah. like uh, the woman uh, delivering the speech was like, She's like, I've got this degree, that degree, this degree, that degree, and a, and I uh, also published three novels that are best-selling New York Times novels, but like that are like revenge thrillers. Did you, you know? look them up? I didn't read her novels, but you didn't want to she read was them? she spent she did a ten-minute introduction of all her qualifications and accomplishments in life, and all the fascinating things she's done as a woman who used to be a dancer. And, I was like, and all could right, you cool. if, uh, it's great that she's <laughs> helping people, but like, you do that with your stand-up, yeah. just uh, all your accomplishments <laughs> in front for a hot five minutes of my accomplishments. <laughs> and then I did this. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, audience, I'm uh, very special, mm-hmm. very good at this. Always have been natural born stand-up comedy phenom. Great at it, and um, I won Best Comic in Houston. Although it wasn't the Best Comic in Houston contest, Mm -hmm. it was the beta bracket, which stood instead of the Best of Houston contest. Although Jaffer Khan won the Laugh Town thing in 2013, I won the Alt Comic contest beta bracket in 2013, and then I went on to win third place in 2019 at the Best of Secret Group. And um, I've also been running shows at the... uh, Haywire, remember the Aegis Haywire? I was the oh, triple header the host, Haywire. and then we hosted the Boondocks open mic for uh, right, a couple of years, Boondocks. alternate weeks. Me we and should, Scotty yeah. Peterson. See, got, uh, did I introduce you at all? Minutes, two minutes did left I, of, I, uh, of your intro. <laughs> did I, uh, <laughs> I'm here to talk about sex trafficking. Are we talking about <laughs> sex trafficking? No, I don't know. I'm not here to talk about anything of any importance or significance. Um, neither anyone. am I. I haven't really been going out much, so I don't have anything to talk about. Yeah, you're headlining the Velve Comedy Lounge on the yeah. February 4th and 5th. Headline the Velve. Uh, I already got drunk a couple of times and promised like six people spots. Oh, damn, me <laughs> one being of one of them, but that's okay. That's fine, yeah. you know. But, uh, yeah, we went up and did some shows there not too long ago, and, and uh, I'm hoping to do it in front of more than like 12 to 14 people. Yeah, they just like changed the uh, <laughs> they changed the uh, calendar to February yesterday. Oh, and today's like the twenty eighth. Yeah, so I've got I've got five <laughs> like five or six days to get the ticket sales from one to fifteen. Oh dang! All right. I well, had a few you know, people it's a I know Friday there. night and a Saturday night on Sixth Street. There were going to be people. I think what I was going to do is try to get like <laughs> a uh, uh, what is it? Just get a PA that's battery powered and just sit out in front of it, mm-hmm. and then play some gospel crazy shit in uh, one of my AirPods, and then just start talking. 
Oh, like, to get like people to come inside and be interested it. in the, what you're, like, be like, like do the experimental, uh, right. But I, I think if I have one ear pod in, I can hear and fluently speak it, so everyone just thinks I'm some crazy, uh, evangelical person. So, so that's your idea of barking? That's how I'm gonna bark. I think I'm yeah. gonna bark by doing that, uh. <laughs> do you remember the, the, oh. the paving kid, uh, what was it, uh, Tommy Aggressive Paving? No. His grandfather was an evangelical guy, but... Uh, was he a barker? No, I just met him at a comedy show when I was in Galveston, and then he told me all about his paving things, and then he turned out to be the probably the, the craziest person I've ever seen the in my life. The craziest person I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and it was just funny because he was the, like the great-grandson of an evangelical person. I was like, how does this crazy person have a business called Aggressive Paving? <laughs> And oh. like get money, and I was like, "Oh, he has millions of dollars through the uh, you know donations of uh, <laughs> Cotton Mather or whatever." <laughs> what was oh, damn? What was his know. name? Uh, the uh, yeah, the craziest person I've ever met. I don't know. It's hard to pin that one down. Whoa, that is a good one to pin down. <laughs> yeah. He's not even the craziest person I've uh, met. He's just up there. <laughs> okay, like, I, I I met a lot of crazy people driving a taxi. Mm, well, what about uh, just doing comedy? I mean, what about yeah. the one kid uh, who used to always come up to us? And remember, he said uh, that one really funny joke where he's like, I got two brain cells and they both fucking hate each other. Cameron Love? <laughs> no, fucking uh, no. Sam Palmer? Sam Palmer, yeah. Oh, Shout yeah. out to SMP. <laughs> <laughs> SOP. Yeah, that's it. SOP. Standard operating Palmer. Yeah, he said he was going to give me the 106, which I forgot 106 was like a knifing or something like that. Oh, he was gonna kill you. He yeah, promised. something like that. I was, he's the only person I ever kicked out of uh, Boondocks. I was like, nobody wants to hear your jokes. They're not that funny. Plus, you're always threatening to murder people, so yeah. I can't let you do stand up. And people are writing me telling me not to put you up. Like Andrew Youngblood says, you're the one sending mm-hmm. threatening messages to him. And I'm like, yeah. you know, you do that to somebody else who's a showrunner. You're gonna do it to me. So I'm gonna nip it in the bud right here. Tell you to go. And uh, yeah, he, he was. Uh, it he was very indignant. Him. You just got to cut loose of the crazy. Yeah. I guess that's kind of like... a weird person, but... It's kind of sad that when someone has those, like, mental uh, yeah. illnesses, like, uh, you know, schizophrenia or other things like that, you know, you're like, oh, I better cut ties with this person, you uh, know? Cause I wonder it's if like, I've ever been that person to somebody. Because, you know, it's, it's a lot of resources to help them. And then yeah. that's why they had all those hospitals and stuff back in the day where they just kept schizophrenic people thinking they were, you know... Well, he's crazy. like, uh, he belongs on the floor with the people on one flew over the cuckoo's nest uh, in, in the room. Just no, I'm just pointing out how... <laughs> what? <laughs> we just, you know, should do a better job with mental health Boy. awareness here in the country. I think it would be real nice. Yeah, I've, I've been in a psych ward before. Have you? Mm-hmm. What level? State? Um, yeah, once. When I was 25, when I got out of the army. So you had to go when you got out of the army for a Oh, reason? my uncle said he'd buy me a car if I went and did a, a little week there. And then they got it. I just, I was like, I'm not getting, I'm not going to take what they give me. I'm not going to overly medicate myself and, and like destroy my brain. And my, oh, well, what kind of car are you going to get? Ah, yeah, that's what I'm <laughs> <laughs> It's like, yeah, yeah. I moved to Houston to drive a taxi when, when my uncle kind of was like, well, I'm not buying you a car. You didn't treat, I just, because I signed myself out after like uh, a week. You there. should still just drive a taxi. They just gave me shit to sleep for like three and a half days. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, well, that's not treat. You know, that's like, uh, like you know, give people fucking like sedatives that make them like unable <laughs> yeah. to work and live in anything. society. It's just basically so, giving like, I'm not going to do that. It's like, what? it's basically like the doctor like, how can I deal with this patient better? Sedatives. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
Because a lot of times there's really not a whole lot you can't do. All right. Well, all I was trying to do was come out of the closet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> was, all I was trying to do was admit yeah, to, to myself that I was yeah. gay. <laughs> <laughs> no, How long did it take in there? Before you're like, all right, that's enough of this. Because uh, you can leave whenever you want, right? If you uh, check yourself in. Yeah. 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 I, I, I left for... I think after like four or five days, God. I watched the uh, Democratic National Convention of uh, 2004 and the John Kerry speech with him coming out and being like, "I'm John Kerry reporting for duty, <laughs> reporting for duty." How like did he get Tom his? Broke out with his <laughs> uniform on and it was like, ah, the only reason anybody liked you is because you threw your medals back. Oh yeah. And then you right. go and you're like, oh, "I'm a good soldier." And then they're like, "Yeah, you're a soldier. Fucking swift boat." Yeah, I thought, <laughs> you weren't even there, bitch. I thought the <laughs> right? didn't he get a purple heart? That's not true. Did he get a purple heart yeah, from like I mean, a random explosion of like friendly fire, or he got shrapnel or something like that? That was his purple yeah, heart. Yeah, no, he, he it was like John McCain level like uh, heroism. He was, uh, you know, yeah, it was on. a real like he won the shit legitimately, and like that was his main strength as a candidate. Was you know he's a war veteran who. Who fought back against the unjust war, and then he's like, "I'm for the war." <laughs> and then, and then how like, bad is that? They're just for the war. Like, yeah. and we've lost like what the last three we've been <laughs> they, in. Because you think about, it, there's really not. When's the last general that we've had that that has won a war? So there's just all these loser generals with their resumes being losing wars, right? Yeah, they uh, really intimidated people in the um, you know clawed their way to the yeah. highest levels of power. Yeah. Like Donald, Rumsfeld, yeah. Donald Rumsfeld, the meanest face. Says <laughs> highest here you, uh, resume says you lost Vietnam. That's not <laughs> bad. Well, you didn't even go because you got a deferment, you know? <laughs> but you're really fucking mean and cruel to the people who are, you know, believing mm-hmm. beneath you on the rungs of power. And you'll slice any throat to get what you want. And beat That'd be cool if they... See, do they have general elections where you can elect a general? They don't have that, right? Uh, it's a hierarchy. How do they get that? Like, couldn't we be able to vote uh, for a general or something like that? Exceptional talent is recognized and promoted accordingly in mm. the military. You find the ones who stand out, and you give them yeah. leadership roles. And when they prove themselves, they, they you, you you do stand up and and the and the military are kind of similar in that, like you know, they <laughs> stand. <laughs> 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 the suicide ratings. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder which has a higher suicide rate. I don't know, man. I That's actually. You know. <laughs> what was the? Uh, I heard we had less drone strikes deaths this year, or something like that. Uh, but but nobody boasted about it. Like uh, yeah. Well, I got high more this year. <laughs> I, um, I just smoked more pot than ever, and. Um, yeah, I've just been getting real high a lot. Yeah, I'm like, oh, it's good to be in a free country where I'm making enough money to take care of my cat. I know, take care <laughs> of my yeah. cat and buy weed. <laughs> and I still have insurance yet. Oh, yeah, I signed up for it, but I've been too lazy to send in the forms. Oh, my God. And here I am, I got my tax returns. I gotta go back to my old job and be like, uh, I don't know. Like, uh, you know when you leave on bad terms from a job and then you have to go back and be like, mm. I need my W-2s. Yeah, like, yeah. The worst yeah. is when you like, when a job pays you cash and they're like, you know what, we're going to put you on uh, the, you know, on a check now. Then you lose all that money that goes <sighs> to like the taxes. Yeah. And then they're like, well, you would have paid taxes on that money we gave you anyway. Right? Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have done any of that. Yeah. Let me report 30000 in cash. Yeah. When I go into this place, they're probably just going to like, cry and throw plates and shit you can be like you fucked us over because they didn't fulfill my two weeks notice after they'd you know 
I was a waiter, and then they wanted me to do host shifts instead after I'd already been a waiter. Oh, you never really, yeah. And I'm like, well, I'm making less money this way. And I'm like, I got another job, and I put in my two weeks, and I'm mm-hmm. sorry, and I'm coming in on a Saturday night, but you, oh, you don't really need me, or else you would uh, make more use of me, and I'd have more money after two weeks. You're only paying me two, you know. I, I was making like up to $600 every two yeah. weeks, and I'm supposed to have loyalty to a job that like doesn't care about me. I know. like I'm pretty <laughs> like, anti-capitalist, but I have to tell like five yeah. people what to do. <laughs> yeah. So usually I just like try to try to make it as easy as possible. The only, the only reason I had to fire uh, that uh, cover host shifts was because uh, she fired one of the hosts for stealing a $3 cookie. Mm. And uh, like, like she ate a cookie when it was like 9 p.m. and there was nobody around to see her except for the camera. Yeah. And this woman is watching her camera at oh home and drives 30 minutes out to be like, I oh, saw what you did. Up. You ate a cookie. Get out. Yeah. I'm taking this off your paycheck and you're fired. Oh and then God. I have to fucking cover the host shift. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you should have just I'll cover it one week, but right uh, fuck you. <laughs> and also, I should quit too right now. Yeah. I hope the whole place quits. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm like a cookie that costs him like 22 cents to make. Yeah, like, <laughs> I probably was gonna go stale and get tossed. And her husband works in the kitchen as a cook. It's like you're fired. And then he's like, uh, and she's like, I'm gonna take the cookie money out of his paycheck instead of. <laughs> How does that feel? And then he still works there, and she's like, you know, bossy and shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've been uh, looking to buy land with no money. Yeah. You know, I do that if you buy shitty flood land and you uh, have a credit score of like 500, and what I got. <laughs> oh, nice. I bet mine's worse. Right. I thought it was going to tick up a little bit because I haven't had credit or like a bank account in like four or five years. So I thought maybe not having credit would bump me up. It was only like 20 points. But anyways, if you get a FHA loan in a real shitty part of town that's underdeveloped, then they're like, of course, this idiot thinks he's going to move in there and develop this land. They'll give me a good loan on it. Mm. So now the plan is to buy some land and then just live on that land. <laughs> All right. I used to have a friend after I got out of the army who was like, oh, he's just thinking about how great it would be to just, you know, move somewhere and harvest some snow peas and just live in a See? little hut on some land that you own and yeah i want to feed yourself whatever you can feed yourself yeah. off of like developing the land i want to do that like on five thousand yeah. shit and like keeping your guns to yourself and everybody wants what you have be like <laughs> fuck off i, I, want, <laughs> I hope there's yeah. a plague that kills everyone so i just need like five thousand square feet of land in fifth ward and i can yeah. totally have a mud hut out there and then do just straight permaculture yeah. i already calculated i already did a bunch of like uh you know where i can get my energy from like i can set up our like a uh, what is it i can set up a, a digester to break down all my waste water and all my brown water and gray water uh, turn yeah. it into ch3 methane gas and now i'm cooking on that gas you ever uh, you ever see the movie mrs peros mrs peros yeah Mm-mm. it's uh yeah, i probably did say it with a bad accent but uh, was it on vhs the last time you saw it? i guess it came out in t- 2000 that might Maybe have been on VHS. It might have been in VHS. Yeah. Laser disc. It's, uh, it's a great movie. It's the first movie by the guy who made like a bunch of shit. But uh, um, like, there's like a homeless man in the movie who's like really well off, but mm-hmm. just like uh, kills people for money and chooses to live underground with about 15 dogs mm-hmm. and uh, and just kind of like uh, <laughs> it's this luxurious kind of homeless guy life. But he's super tough and like also yeah. kind of like. Uh, the only good guy in the movie. <laughs> I think it'd be cool to live like off grid on the grid. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. in town, but then just like not yeah. even be hooked up to anything in the city. 
Yeah, I feel like it's kind of the way I live. It's just like a little, mm-hmm. a little corner of the planet. I <laughs> <laughs> like got my one cat that loves me. <laughs> uh, it was like that. Uh, what is it? See, I miss that older warehouse where it was like that, where I was like living and then building it out. The one that burned down. Yeah, that seemed like you were camping or like you know. It was awesome. In a treehouse with your friends, was, like yeah. twelve years old, being like, "We're setting this up in the backyard." At Thirty-two. Yeah, what? mom's gonna let us spend the night here for one night. <laughs> That's your life. Remember when like uh, that years? guy Danny Mo cut his leg like wide open on some steel trying to climb up to do a podcast or something on a? Oh really? You remember Danny Mo was trying to climb up? No, you climbed up to the top of the. I would the... never do a podcast with Danny Mo. No, but, no, uh, I, maybe I would. I don't know. That'd be fucking. Uh, that'd be great. He might be the craziest person I've ever met. I don't you know. think Danny Mo's the craziest no, person I've ever no. met? <laughs> I love like I, he did. He was uh, engaged in the stupidest fight I've ever seen. With Cooey Genty on stage. No, he didn't. And him telling Cooey Genty he's not funny, and then Cooey Genty being funny back at him, like, you know, and then him being like, well, I th- but your jokes aren't funny. <laughs> and, then, and then Cooey just makes Cooey, yeah. but like when Cooey got upset, he was actually being funny. Yeah. And Danny was like reciting Cooey's jokes, which sometimes with Danny Moe reciting them, they really do suck. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but it was like, but, but, but to see the two sides was very interesting and funny. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Danny Moe had his girlfriend with him, who I don't see them dating after that night. Are they still dating? No, know. I don't know. Years ago, whatever that I was. I think I've talked to that guy in four years. Yeah, Things really changed after that whole like uh, quarantine thing and you stay home. I'm like a real routine person, so once I was like forced to not go out for like six, seven months, then I've been finding it very hard to get up and go out. Uh, <laughs> like, just because I'm just so used to coming home, getting extremely high, and oh, going to bed. You got a hot girlfriend. She is very <laughs> hot. God. I was like, somebody was just like, you could to come out to the open mic tonight? And I was like looking at her. I'm like, no. Uh, I think <laughs> I want to spend time with you. I think I'm going to spend time with this incredibly hot woman for some reason. <laughs> God. That, I don't know. Everyone's just like, well, you ain't coming out. I'm like, no. Why would I? Uh, yeah, the point is to get with a woman like this. Do then... comedy until you find a hot <laughs> person that'll sleep with you. And then now I just want to live off grid on fourth ward or fifth ward permaculture style. Uh, <laughs> that would I, just be real. Fun. I wish I could make, be better at the filming things and making movies and shit. Yeah, like doing videos. I'm and I'm supposed to finish. Uh, Recording a little uh, short film that Angel Trevino has been putting together for the last like year and a half. I like his style of, uh, uh, of you know, on, the, on the, the, in Austin on the creepy, four. crazy yeah, like, type. Uh, yeah, he really doesn't make you look good when you when he films no, you. He doesn't on purpose. <laughs> he really he doesn't really doesn't want you to look good in your. <laughs> that guy, yeah, he one time had his son come over and his kid was like nineteen. Because uh, he, yeah. he looks only like he looks literally like 31, 32, but he's yeah. like forty four. No, nah, he's thirty nine. Fuck. Right, he's got right, yeah. he's got a nineteen year old son now, mm-hmm. and uh, I think he has a seventeen year old daughter. A seventeen year old. What are you, what are you doing? You want to get a <laughs> another white clothes? Uh, uh, no, 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 no. Oh wait, you can have this one. Here, oh, yeah, here, take it. Take it. Crack of the white claw. <laughs> All right. Yeah, but I've just been like, uh, honestly, it. I got to the point where my heartburn was so bad I ain't going out anymore. Oh. <laughs> just because like, if I have like a liquor shot and then a beer, and then all of a sudden it's like I can feel watery acid start to bubble up. Oh. And there was probably a two-year stretch where I was taking pre-workout instead of doing cocaine because I'd like quit. 
And I was like, I'll just do pre-workout. Oh, pre-workout is yeah. a substance? It's a substance. I never understood Kate it's Vance's powdery. joke. It's just powdery, <laughs> I, and um, it, it injects a bunch of shit into you. Yeah. And I would just, you know, I got tired of, like, mixing it with water. I was like, I'll just throw it in my mouth and take a swig of water. Uh-huh. But that's, like, concentrating the, like, acid into my, and I wasn't even oh, thinking so it about it. Oh, so ripped apart your it esophagus just ripped or something? My esophagus is <laughs> already on its way back, because I used to live, like, because I lived in Matamoros for, like, a year. Okay. And I used to eat spicy shit all the time because uh-huh. they you know try to make it spicy because like, this dumb white boy I bet he can't handle spice and I'd be like I bet I could I do anything because I'm like 18 thinking uh. I'm supposed to show people but they're just making fun of me anyways like yeah we gotta yeah, eat nobody it. likes to eat that shit <laughs> yeah nobody likes it <laughs> but, uh, uh, they used to have a thing called the Sombra del Diablo <laughs> oh what's that they'd bring you uh, four different clear liquors like a corn ethanol and like a vodka and, and a clear tequila and one other one they pour four shots into a cup and then they would take a shot of cherry syrup and they'd light the liquor on fire and put the straw in the fire <laughs> uh. so already you're just inhaling straw fumes and then you're inhaling the like strawberry or the like little syrup that they uh-huh. put in there i heard and, a bar and restaurant man. i heard a bar in austin mm-hmm. burned down because they were serving flaming moes uh. and uh <laughs> There was that flaming Dr. Pepper thing that was huge over there for a little bit. When I was in college. Until the place burned down. Oh, shit. It was so successful until it totally wasn't. Somebody died. There was always some like. (laughs) Nobody died. Like the flaming Dr. Pepper is one. I can't remember. It was one stupid bar that we'd go to like when we were like 21, you know? And it was like, they got flaming Dr. Pepper's bro down. And then like fucking, he dips his like two fingers. Always some like 30 year old strung out bartender that hates everyone. Blowing flames everywhere. <laughs> Dating like the 19 year old girl that works there. <laughs> but yeah, I remember being like, man, look at these guys. They get a girlfriend, they never go back out. I'm like, that's not going to be me. Then I got a really hot girlfriend. I was like, no need to ever go out anymore. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's nice to luxuriate in the comforts of love. It is, yeah. You know. And, and, then, and you to know. just do your job and be with somebody to talk to and, yeah uh, well it's weird being with somebody that cares about your like health health uh-huh. you know what i mean like oh like how are a, you feeling today oh your your mental health and your physical health yeah do you need tylenol or you know you know what i mean like like very mental health and physical health and i'm like what are you doing <laughs> yeah uh, she's just trying to keep you alive oh, and that's man. pretty nice yeah i had the, this guy helping me like clean my place and like uh we were uh uh, talking through things that I haven't been able to talk about mm-hmm. with anyone, and and like uh, I don't know, I'm just I'm pretty happy with the with the person I'm I'm seeing on a regular basis now. And yeah, I, and it's nice to relax mm-hmm. some it's stuff n- that mm-hmm. I always had to keep you know on guard. Yeah, because there's stuff that bothers me that I don't even know how to express how it bothers me, but it's like. You know, she's real good at just holding my hand through emotions, like, you know what I mean? Like, and how does that make you feel? Well, it makes me feel angry. <laughs> she's uh, like, well, what did you do about that anger? Well, I did a lot of drugs. Did it, you know what I mean? Like, like, damn it, I was fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Man, I, uh, I wrote something down to myself today. What'd you write down? Okay. Pick up milk. Is... <laughs> uh, you look like you fucked a Phil Collins. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that would be like a fun to say. And then you look like contest. Huh? You look like you fucked a Phil Collins. You look like you fucked two Phil Collins. Like, oh, two Phil yeah, Collins. Yeah, like another day in paradise or something. <laughs> you have that plan and you're like, uh, 
What else did you write down? <laughs> um, yeah, it wasn't good. Uh, I don't know. This is this was a uh, okay. I was I just dropped off my laundry and my dry cleaning, mm-hmm. and uh, and and then I like uh, I had not brought my notebook, so I wrote it down on a different piece of paper. I scrawled it in like a fevered hand, and the only paper I could find like pencil on wax paper. Is that oh, a god? Um, it looks oh like the... fuck. Uh, you, uh, Good lord that- oh, Here we go Alright let's see if I can right. I don't know why I equate thoughts of him With The Irene grip of The iron grip Damn I thought Irene was something no. sick that The iron that. grip of addiction <laughs> The iron grip of addiction Is that of Of the haunted grief Of Oh wait, 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 wait You're not reading it right Is that Is <laughs> that haunted or haunted <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I... Equate. Why is it going to say... Okay. Uh, I don't know why I equate thoughts of him with the iron grip of addiction or the haunted grief of the characters in the Toni Morrison novel Sula. Grief over the death of a child one kills accidentally should not feel the same as suffering over the effects of a love affair that didn't work out. Put things into perspective, Bob. Shut the fuck up and die. God damn it, Bob. I hate you, Bob. You're terrible. I get thoughts like that a lot. That literally sounds like uh, Christopher and Sopranos. <laughs> like if you were narrating an episode of Sopranos. The haunted grip of a... Christ- hey, you know, the iron grip of addiction or, you know, the grief the over killing a child addiction. on accident. Fuck me. God damn it. I hate my life forever. <laughs> you know, okay. I shot a kid. Oh what man, happened? that's what happened, right? You went to Afghan and shot a child. <laughs> what? No. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding, dude. What did happen? Wait. Oh, what? What's oh, happening? Oh, oh. What happened? Did something unplug? Something unplug over something here. Something unplugged. Is Hold the on. government? He didn't kill. It. I think it was still recording. Yeah, it's still going. Still good. We're still good. Thank God we've been just having a real, <laughs> real doozy of a podcast. Got a little fevered there, yeah, for a second. I didn't kill yeah. a kid. I didn't kill a kid. You did not kill a kid. I did not, to my knowledge, not, uh, not with any mm. like. Uh, just the child within. <laughs> oh, I had that one story. I tell it's based on uh, a barely recollected, you know, t- like incident. It. Uh, yeah, I didn't see how it worked out for the kid who got uh, his chest. Like uh, somebody hurdled a uh, one little boy hurdled a uh, concrete block at another little boy's chest in front of me because one of the soldiers I was standing next to threw a bag of food oh, across man. the wire and then yeah, all the kids they fought, fought for over it. it. Yeah, and it became a matter of honor and revenge, yeah. and justice and like retribution and uh, seeing this enact over like five yeah. minutes and then seeing a, a kid do something that like i thought like really if didn't if it didn't kill like one kid it like really fucked him up pretty bad yeah but uh like seeing this little incident of like violence caused by the stupid idiot next to me (laughs) (laughs) army issued beef jerky maybe like uh you know like one of the worst things and then it was just like why did we come here what the fuck are we here for to do shit like this to people is that why i was born i don't want to do shit like this to people this sucks i I didn't realize how bad like uh like remember i was right by that tent city and i had a roommate that didn't pay rent for like three months and uh wasn't even there so i just took all his clothes and he had a tent also and i took his tent and i threw it under the bridge you know i just drove up 
and a few like you know uh, homeless individuals were coming up to the car like yeah. oh is he gonna give something I was like just walked out set down the tent sent down the clothes and as soon as I got in the car turned around they were just fighting over it <laughs> and I was like okay I'm gonna stop donating stuff like this yeah, now like, yeah good go to Lord. Goodwill <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just like fight <laughs> it's like, oh. oh man oh. I was like, you know what, I'm going to do something good. I'm just going to donate all this piece of shit's clothes and shit over oh. here. And then I did it. I was like, I almost caused like two deaths. Just trying to give someone some tents and sleeping bags. Like, oh. They're like, you uh, already got two fucking tents. And then they were just, man. Uh, I read this one book called The Lost Memory of Skin by Russell Banks. And it was about a kid who uh, committed a sex crime and uh, then went to jail for two years, but was branded a pervert who had to register and mm, you know like uh, yeah and he's living in these tent cities for the 10 years but you're following his terrible life oh yeah <laughs> after again like and you're just reading about somebody suffering like worst shit you can imagine and like yeah it's awful you know <laughs> like, like when people are like they should just get a job it's like this <laughs> the, the environment that you have to live in out there like uh, yeah, exposed to the was, elements and, and the, like, the people who are comfortable in those elements yeah. and there's people that like drive by and just shoot up those like tents and shit just for no reason they never just, report those they're just yeah. like you know people just get shot and drove by there. yeah yeah, yeah I, I was talking to a couple that, of yeah. cops that when they came by you know because they were talking yeah, about what are we gonna do they're like, yeah, you know, some kids drove by, shot up a couple people. They made dead, but you know, <laughs> it's like, all right. Oh. <laughs> I had one time I pulled up because I was living there, and there was like seven people in the bed of my little truck, and they were all drinking. And then uh, the cop came, and the cops talking. I'm like, what? And he comes up to me, and goes, do you know these people in your truck? And I kind of know, like, seeing them around, but I didn't want to get them in trouble. I was like, nah. I was like, I'm not gonna press any charges. You can just tell them to get out. And then they had a huge brick in the back of the car. <laughs> they were going to probably smash the window or something later. Uh, but I didn't want to, like, I wasn't going to be like, nah, fucking arrest them, you uh, know? Because, one, it just would have been a shitty thing to do. And, two, they would have been like, that's that guy got us arrested. Let's go back there and fuck his place up even more. <laughs> I, uh, the last thing I want in life is to hurt somebody. Mm-hmm. And... Like, I, I don't ever go like, I mean, wouldn't it be cool to fucking hit that guy in the knees nah, with a shovel? No. <laughs> fucking then just like twist the knife in his back. The uh, I don't even want to like get someone to like, you know, go to court over something small. That would just ruin yeah. someone's life. Like, oh, damn. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I'd rather just be like, yeah, whatever. If they didn't like physically hurt me or someone else, you know, if it's like something that's like a small thing, I'm not going to like, you know. Yeah, nothing compares to the crazy people I met driving a taxi. Mm -hmm. That was in 2004 to 2009. I was a taxi driver Mm -hmm. in Pasadena taking people to Houston and back and forth to get drugs a lot of times, a lot of the time. And and just fucked up people. I'm like, I see them in the age 50 or something. I'm like, how did you make it that far? What did you do all your life to go from here to there? (laughs) (laughs) And like, what? Yeah, like. Who who do you work yeah. for? How can you work anywhere? What, what if is we, your, like yeah like what if we bought one old style looking New York cab uh-huh. and then like started our own old style cab service <laughs> and then when you pick people up you have to sound like you're like from New York where y'all people from <laughs> where y'all balls at <laughs> what the t- I don't know <laughs> ever been to New York uh uh-uh. I thought that'd be cool. Like then people are like, oh my god, it's like we're riding an old cab. 
<laughs> There's going to be a market for that at some point. I feel like I'm getting tired of Uber and Uber Eats because, like, I don't know how Uber Eats magically charges an extra $30 at the end of everything you order. Oh, I don't use it. Yeah, it just... yeah. Like I a, can't use it anymore. Because, like, literally, it's like they, they raise 20%. Uh, the, the restaurant will raise its prices it's 20%. It's like that PAX place that uh, used to sell yeah. liquor after hours. I don't know if they still do. Probably not, but who fucking cares? Yeah, oh, PAX after hours? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh my God. You sell PAX after hours. And, uh, buy a six-pack of... Uh, Lone Star, and it's like thirty dollars. Yeah, like, I don't care. I got this place. <laughs> I can go buy six. <laughs> Save the party. Yeah. Uh, Cost more than the twenty bag everyone's yeah, doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you're already doing cocaine, I'll pay the inflated price. For I know. Yeah, an inflated <laughs> price for horrible cocaine. <laughs> Cocaine's been so bad. When's the last time you've done it? Um, I think like three years ago. Yeah, at three years, man. Uh, Avery, I don't know. Uh, I remember doing it with. I don't want to say who we did it with. Oh yeah, yeah I was like, to say uh, that. I'm just curious as a time frame. Uh, <laughs> Not to bust anybody. Yeah, I'd always like. I uh, think like if it's a special occasion, I'll yeah, cocaine. If it's like a once in a, you know, whatever. I guess the last time I did, last time I did cocaine. Mm-hmm. I'll say it. It was on uh, another comic's uh, birthday. Yeah, and. Uh, I was hanging out with uh, a, a third comic, and it was like, uh, I and this this one comic didn't have a lot of friends at his birthday party except for me and this other guy, mm-hmm. and his uh, girl that he used to love, who's <laughs> who they broke up two years ago, and they're Aww. just they're seeing each other now on his birthday, mm-hmm. and she's with somebody else, and and I'm just watching him just so jealous, yeah, and uh, so sad on his birthday, mm-hmm. going like, why did why is this and he's and then I was like, oh, let's let's get away and do some cocaine together. Yeah. And it was like we were like, I'm uh, have a good birthday. Don't fucking spend it with your ex that you still care about. Dude. <laughs> like, uh, fucking, I was like, with somebody else in front of you. <laughs> I went a while it's, without uh, uh, without doing I, it, and then one time I was like, you know what, fucking, I'm gonna go out. I'm gonna buy like a gram, and I'm just gonna have it and do some blow and drink and enjoy it. I did probably two bumps and was like, this sucks, and just yeah. gave it to somebody that oh, yeah. you know what I mean. They're like, oh, every once in a while, I like to smoke a cigarette now and just feel that wave. Yeah, like, that <laughs> wave of like, I remember this bad decision. Yeah. Cigarettes. I've been smoking less, but I never really started smoking cigarettes till like thirty. Oh, that's, you know what I mean. Oh man. Probably didn't hook you as hard as it did. I mean, yeah. I, I got so hooked. It hooked at 12. Me. It hooked me for started a little at 12. bit. Uh, I was up to two packs a day when yeah. I was like 30. I did and this thing where I was like, I'm not going to do coke anymore. I'm just going to do Adderall in place of cocaine. And then, then it turned into a Adderall addiction that I had to back off on. <laughs> now it's just like, just do four hours of, of focusing a day and call it a day. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need to be on edge, ready to fucking tackle the days for 16 hours. Oh, okay, yeah. I just need a good four hours of, you know. You were staying up all night doing these cooking oh contests. Oh, my God. I was doing and, all these, uh, yeah, because I was Catering cooking, events yeah. for people. The catering like, stuff yeah. was awful. Because when I did the barbecue pit master stuff, I tried building a food truck, which was just absurd to even try to attempt when I didn't even have a place to live. Oh. You know, <laughs> I just had a, a brother who uh, got loaded, you know, after he got out of college like with that brokering job he had 
And yeah. then over a couple of years, he was just like, well, well, maybe you want to do that food truck or something you were talking about. It was just loosely. something to have like, like I was a tax in, shelter yeah, or something? I was in L.A. It was basically. I was <laughs> yeah. in L.A. Like, like with a broken leg, like realizing my comedy career was going nowhere. Mm. And then I knew in I LA could. With, yeah, uh, in L.A. Cooking for, I just had yeah. uh, Coleman Cox and Cooking uh, for Keith a bunch Ray of crazy people, yeah. On the podcast <laughs> yeah. for... Um, you might have fucking gone places with that though, if you kept cooking for all the comics in town for years. And yeah, that became for a years show and years. And that could have became got used something. To you as being like the housekeeper yeah. for it the... was just it was getting grimy and it was yeah. getting tough. It you really, were, you're having to take care of like twelve people you're yeah. living with or something. But too. it was just yeah, because basically the way it worked was uh, you know you had about fifteen people in a three bedroom house oh, with a back house to a garage that they had built out. Yeah. Apparently, the guy that used to live there was uh, it's a Sherman Oaks. Was uh-huh. where we were. And the guy that used to live there apparently was like a famous, you know, bullshit dude who had a large, uh, what do they call it, a large wardrobe. So his garage he extended to a big ass closet. Oh. And three okay. people lived in that big ass closet. Uh-huh. I lived in the garage with Keith, and I would wake up, and Keith would randomly be standing over me and talking for like however long, just running jokes by me the first thing in the morning. Uh- <laughs> And I would li- I was living like where the garage door comes down. If you were to slide a couch up to the garage door that came down, that was where I slept. So when it was hot as a motherfucker, you could feel the radiating heat off the garage door. Or when it was cold, it'd be awful. Uh, I mean, I fucked somebody one time on the couch with somebody else on the bed. <laughs> like, it was just the worst. Oh. But the thing was, everyone was on their snap cards and shit. And after I broke my leg and I couldn't move furniture for any work, I just got one of those snap cards. So everyone got like 180 bucks a month. Uh-huh. So I would get my 180 and I'd blow it all on like food. 180 like, is not that much money. No. I'd go, yeah. Easily. And you have to blow it on food, obviously. Yeah. It's a snap card. So I would buy a bunch of food and I would, I would make two dinners uh-huh. and then I'd feed all 10 to 15 people and then it got to a point where they were like hey bro do you just want to take my snap card and go get some food and cook tonight and I was like yeah whatever and so you were living off of that yeah so I started living off of that and doing it and then because I couldn't work I just kept cleaning the house that I lived in and oh. getting it all squared away and the guy would give me free rent which rent was only like 350 bucks uh. a month because I'm living on a couch in a garage yeah I was listening to that uh, Kill Tony podcast and it was like every second person when they would do their episodes in LA would be like, Oh, I'm living in my car. Yeah. I, I don't know, have a yeah. place to live. I'm just pursuing my dream doing comedy. Sucks, they dude. suck at it. They're I mean so honestly bad. that's what you need is like <laughs> I'm fucking... it, it's just you know, because there's there's always those people that make it and then they have that kind of like story where they had to sleep in their car or something. Yeah. It kind of be like it's like it's uh normalized for you to make it in comedy you have to be a total homeless person yeah or a fucking you know billionaire's daughter yeah or you just know somebody who gets you in once i started realizing like you know at first i was like just be as funny as you can as funny as you can you know and 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 usually that does and that does does open doors to be funny does open doors to be funny and stuff but you know you also have to like put yourself in a position to open a door you can't just be funny and get fucked up all night and then go home and you know actually you kind of can but (laughs) but yeah sometimes it's just like you have to put some like structure into it to be able to get yourself in front of like you know like, yeah. so, like get, all I've ever cared about was developing my talent and never really like uh, marketing myself. Yeah, I never fucking wanted 
Ugh. Any part that. of the work yeah. of that. I hate, I hate that. that. But then, like, you see yeah. someone that's been doing comedy for two years. They have way better headshots than yeah. you. Their, their marketing was great. They can their sell. TikTok following. They can they sell can 30 follow. tickets in a minute type yeah. shit. You know what I mean? And yeah. I'm, I'm like, begging 12 people to come out to my show in Austin. <laughs> like, you know. Yeah. Hope they bring them out. That's why I got to do that well, evangelical thing. At the same time, I just really want to be famous. If I'm going to be famous, I want to be famous for doing something good. Yeah. I don't want to get famous for doing something that I'll regret later Ooh, and I thought, live with as like a fucking consequence for selling out or doing something What do you think? Uh, do you feel like you've had a big break yet? Or no. Not a big break? Well, no. I don't know. I'm just what would you a, say your biggest break could have been or was? Oh, I don't know. I don't think I... So you've had zero breaks. <laughs> <laughs> Breakless the entire time. <laughs> I guess uh, one of the things uh, that like I did a show with Josh Fadum in like 2014, who's a yeah. great actor and uh, film producer and like great comedian who's won like the Andy Kaufman Award mm-hmm. and it's just really inventive and funny and charming and hilarious and on the like Better Call Saul show yeah. and on the Twin Peaks show and like actor mm-hmm. who, uh, who's got like a like a good like. I, I I did a show and I think I did really well and uh, when I was going to move to Chicago in 2016 after the election he was like why not move to LA and I'm like I was like well I'm not going there with anything anyway maybe I should just move to LA mm-hmm. but I didn't want to be like I'm in LA and be like yeah. can you open a door for me I'm fucking helpless and I and I, I'm going to be yeah. like it's hard all man. my money's gone you know. please help and they're like well you're pretty good but you know I thought it was pretty I don't have to <laughs> Like, uh, the coolest thing about LA was that a life raft at somebody who's yeah. fine, you know. LA was cool because you would see like a, a a steady flow of out of town comics yeah. coming in, and they all have these, you know, like they kill their local scenes, like murder their local scenes, and you see them come out, and it's like give it up the funniest person in Saskatchewan. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know everybody's I mean? the funniest like, person everywhere. Everywhere, and everyone, yeah. and then he comes up, and this kid just goes up there and eats a dick, and then yeah. all of a sudden you, but you see on stage this slight, like change in demeanor where it's like, oh man, I'm not funny. Like you know what I mean? Because oh. no, it's hard to be funny in front of a horrible mic with five people, but you kind of see like a slight break in their demeanor of like, Ugh, oh shit. Like, Why yeah. did I come out of here and stay in Saskatchewan? <laughs> it's it's kind of sad that somebody like, you know, Louis C.K. was really talented and mm-hmm. probably the best comic in the country for a few years. Yeah. And um, I don't think I can watch him anymore. No. Like, like, but but uh, it didn't make you think, though, how many comics that you probably thought were real funny, but maybe is horrible of a person. Maybe he's not that horrible of a person, though, but he's just... he's done something that you can't come back from you can't uh, unfuck well, his I mean. situation yeah. not fuck the situation I mean, he could be uh, a very nice person except for the yeah. part where it's like forcing to jerk off in front of somebody <laughs> of your comedy peer yeah not good yeah well it's yeah. just not good to perpetuate that that you know control over people like you know what i mean like <laughs> gotta let loot. yeah but that dana carvey show in the 90s is some funny shit and he was uh, one of the writers on that was he yeah and that show was great yeah and uh it's just you know yeah they're really the really good comics obviously are the great writers and shit like that but like you know you have your balance between people trying to be like a off-the-cuff storyteller but then the ones that like write for networks and stuff like that yeah, he wrote you for know the chris I mean? rock show yeah it's like the 90s and like, that is that takes some talent and that takes a lot of organization and you know what i mean like uh there's people that are good at that and it's it doesn't come easily, and and then once you oh what did you unplug again? Sin is going great. We're great. We're funny. This is awesome. Yeah. Wow. <laughs>
I feel like there's maybe four good minutes in. Oh. <laughs> it's been pretty fun. <laughs> I just don't feel, you know, like uh, that's just what happens when you take that like step back and don't go out and try to like rebuild yourself a little bit, you know? Yeah. And then you're like, you get this thing going like, man. I remember when I went out every night, I was really clicking. You're like, whoa, no, you weren't. <laughs> you were clicking that one show at the gallery, and you fucking killed that The night. gallery? Yeah. That, which one was that? At the, at the, I don't know, that Look the one But was... Don't Touch show. Yeah. You, you Wait, which really one was the Look But Don't Touch one? It was a couple months ago, but it was like the first time I heard you doing some of the, like... The sex workers yeah, stuff? Yeah, yeah. It was, it was really funny. And, uh... Yeah. What was it? Uh, I just said the other night, I, I didn't feel too comfortable. Oh, and that night at Rudyard's when I put you up when I wasn't supposed to put you up, you were like, you killed that night. That, yeah, was, that was really a fun. fun. Night. Yeah, that was uh, a fun night. Who had a... Uh, <laughs> there we go. I didn't have uh, a good set the other week, but the only reason, I just kind of didn't feel like the momentum was really there that much, but it's just funny when, uh, you know, Greg... The guy, you know, <laughs> once someone's like, "Yeah, I thought your timer was off," and this was like, "Man, shut up, hey, dude." Yeah, it's going up to you. Saying, like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's always that one comment. It's like, "Hey, man, I watched your whole set, and this is what sucked." Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's like, well, yeah, dude, I can't be good all the time. You play that role to other people sometimes too. So yeah, it's, it's like, kind of yeah, fun you, you, <laughs> to have it thrown back at you. I guess. <laughs> I do like having it thrown back. At you. It's pretty fun. And, uh, like, that is, but it's, it, it's good feedback. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. But it's just funny that <laughs> no. it's like when you already get off stage, like that wasn't good. And someone's like, yeah, man, I didn't like that at all. <laughs> like, uh-huh. Yeah. Like, no, you really did suck out there. Here's why. Here's why you <laughs> suck. I think you should do this a little bit more and then yeah. you try to do that. Uh, or what is it? There's always that one comic who's like, hey, man, here's what you need to do a little bit different. And they're like, no, Radu. No. <laughs> like, <laughs> Actually, I don't know. Kind of listen to Radu, and like you see somebody I actually. He's like, gonna come. Uh, I will listen to him if he tells know, me something. Yeah, I'm like, know. God damn it, I hate you. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, he had some good. He had some good. But he's gonna be doing uh, a spot. Oh, cool. All right. So it'll be me, um, Kate Vance, uh, Torian's gonna do a little Torian small Tyler? guest spot. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm, I was trying to have the whole spice. I have this video of uh, uh, Torian from like 2012. Oh, do you? Yeah, because yeah, he was around in 2012. So I came in 2013 yeah. in Houston when I left Austin and yeah. came here. But what was it? Fucking, um, yeah, so it'd be Kate Vance him, it's, and George Brito, you know, because George oh, yeah. was always mad that no one takes him anywhere. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And I like George. Yeah, so. yeah, George is great. He deserves, and uh, he deserves it. He actually just doesn't go after things as hard as you need to. He tries. He's, he's not aggressive. He's not aggressive, but okay. he will dwell on 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 the. You know what I mean? Like he'll get butt hurt. He'll get butt hurt over uh, being over. overlooked. And passed yeah, over. but yeah, you're gonna get overlooked and passed over unless you're aggressive. You know, yeah. especially with someone with George's like uh, size. He's only like five two. Also, his demeanor is like, his demeanor is real quiet. Yeah, he's soft spoken. Yeah, quiet energy. That's. Funny mm-hmm. when it works. Yeah. So I got. Actually, it doesn't really ruin a show if it doesn't work. Though. I know. That's yeah. the other thing. It's like he's. I if it, if it yeah. works, it kills. If it doesn't work, it's fine. It's not going to ruin it. Uh, yeah. No, no. Like, he's, a, he's a safe bet. That's why he gets so frustrated because yeah. he's like, what am I doing wrong? And it's like, you're just not friendly looking at all. Mm. You look mad all the time. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you look like you don't want to talk to anybody. But then when he does talk to you, he's got all these bright, like, you know, he looks he looks very, uh, he looks very approachable. Yeah. 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 Everybody's, everybody loves George Brito. God, but no, after, uh, what was it? After taking kind of a long break, it was pretty nice. Mm. Just because, like, I mean, it was it was hard for, like, a, you know what I mean? You just get in the groove of going out every night, and I like to drink and have fun. 
Yeah, and your place was like a destination, and you were oh, running comedy God. out of your apartment for a while. Yeah, yeah, I burned myself out too because it, it got to a point where like. If you were on meth at 4 a.m., you're like, well, I'll just hit that guy up. Oh, and then, oh. <laughs> and then there would be like random people knocking on my door throughout oh. the whole night. Or just like opening your fence and like walking yeah. in. Yeah, or just walking in because it was <laughs> yeah. never locked. It, yeah. The lock was broken. Oh, damn. Your dog just won't lick their hand or something. Yeah, the dog never... didn't do anything. Pendejo <laughs> yeah, do like... Damn thing. He's doing good, though. That's good. After I got his nuts cut off, that helped out a lot. Ah, oh, dang. Yeah. I guess you got to do it. I don't know. Do I was thinking, dog. I was like, I man, know. I wonder if I got my nuts cut off. Would I be calmer <laughs> and maybe a better person? Ooh, <laughs> well, I'm already 42, so that's all. <laughs> I, <laughs> I get so t- I was thinking about you the other day of like, man, how does Bob do it? <laughs> do you know what? what I mean? Like being out late. And then I'm like, oh, he's a DJ strip club. He's up till 4 a.m. every night. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, like those are the, like my preferred hours. I would like to be on would be like a, like I, I hate being bothered. Like I can't get any work done if there's like outside noise. Yeah. So if I'm up at like three a.m. to like nine a.m., I love that shift because right when everyone's kind of like waking up, I can sit down and get through all my stuff because I'm just so easily like distracted. Yeah. But I, love, I like, like to have yeah. a few hours to myself, and however I get it, I guess once I'll adjust to whatever hours I'm supposed to wake mm-hmm. up and do my. But like I gotta have a couple hours every day to read a book. Oh yeah, or to for draw sure. stuff. Or I love going to the museum every Thursday to draw things for like two or three hours. Yeah. and uh, I've been doing that for about a year and a half every Thursday almost. Mm-hmm. Like whenever I, if I some emergencies will happen where I don't get to go out on a Thursday, but it's like, to me, it's a little bit like mm-hmm. replacement church. That I do because I'm not religious at all. Replacement church. That's what like, church is, dude. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's like uh, so they found something else to replace to praise. I you know to draw things that are like you know preserved in a museum and see if the stuff I draw gets better mm-hmm. by the practice of looking and drawing at things and like looking at things and drawing them and having some knowledge and reading about the lives of. How you do know, you think religion took Monet, off? Renoir, or Have you ever read the Bible? Uh, yeah, I had to. I went to a Catholic school, and uh, I, we read all of it all through my high school. It was a I haven't school. read it. Is it yeah. essentially like some dude came in, did a bunch of magic tricks, and convinced people what he was? Right? Oh, it's a Something lot of like morality that. tales. It's a lot of Homer kind of epics. It's a lot yeah. of fucking like sentimental storytelling mm. and um, mythological. Um, you know you the know, Homer, the Iliad, and all that shit. The what is it, Iliad and the Odyssey? Yeah, hey, is that uh, archetypal it? stuff. <laughs> yeah. You make archetypes, and people have like models that? for behavior for yeah. everybody, and a little uh, like. But what know, do you think of the original lessons about decency? What is it? The, you have the first testament, but what do you think? Like, uh, what do you think it caught on so well? <laughs> like, what do you uh, think? Yeah. The, it's pretty catchy. How to get viral so fast before they even had yeah. internet? <laughs> oh, I'll end on a, a real bad take joke I was doing. Mm. I don't think I should do anymore because like here's here's why it's a bad take. I uh, I was doing a joke, a new joke. I was saying like uh, I could never kill myself. Yeah. Because I'd have to be better at it than anybody else yeah. has ever been. I got to be the best suicide. Yeah, it's got to be the best fucking funeral and the saddest thing everybody can. Wait, like, hold, yeah. on, hold on, but the best it's got to be better. Than, yeah. is it, is it, suicide it, has got to be like a thing is that it gets don't... everybody's attention, and I and, and people are like that was a good suicide. That was a huge funeral. Okay, that suicide. what's your favorite? Suicide I could never be Jack. My, uh, yeah, who have you seen kill Jack themselves? Jack Quayar. Like, That's a cool way. Jack Quayar killed himself in 2013. Like, it was like the whole town showed up. Was there where he shot himself in the head with a gun? And they're like, No, Jack. Everybody loves you. 
you. Yeah. Uh, you're like the most lovable person I've ever fucking met. And then that's he kills himself. Right? He put his gun in the mouth. Then yeah. That's yeah, why yeah, they have a 10 second. Shot himself in a park. That's why they have a 10 second delay, right? No, wait. Huh? Who was the one who was like the politician that put his gun, the gun in his mouth, shot it with a revolver? Like, uh, who worked on for TV. Bill Clinton. And, like, yeah, it's the one and, that's on TV. That's all the time. We're like, oh, no, Bill. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Whatever. It's all but faces at death. I think we God kids. was a pretty good suicide too, because like Jesus was basically a suicide. He didn't have to do all that. That was like my uh, bad take. It was like Jesus is kind of a suicide. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's true. That could be right. <laughs> and then the, kind of did kill himself. Yeah. I mean, why, why wouldn't he kill himself? Because yeah, he knows he, he can just come did back it to get attention. He's like, I can just come back and people flip out when I come back. I'll just keep killing myself. <laughs> I'm killing myself. Like Damn, that Beyonce dude. song. I'm killing myself, killing myself. I don't know. Um, that's feeling myself with Beyonce. It sucks. That was a dumb joke, but whatever. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I, 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 Austin Havikam just committed suicide like a day after I did that joke at Rudyard's, and then I felt like, gosh, I, fuck, I shouldn't be doing, nah, you know, suicide jokes suicide about jokes, God, and then yeah. somebody fucking like Su- dies the next <laughs> day. Jokes like, about God are a little bit, at least a little bit better than just straight up suicide <laughs> jokes. <laughs> yeah, but then somebody I know kills himself the next day. It's like. That's real poor taste, mm-hmm. at least for a month. I don't yeah. know. Fucking lay off, or I don't know. I just don't want to be joking about things like that that are gonna actually hurt people. But he didn't. He would have been fine with hearing it, and it's just like people tomorrow are probably not gonna want to hear that shit. <laughs> oh my god, what was the? Uh... I don't. I feel like I need to find a religion of some kind. Like I don't like. Uh, the whole I haven't really read the Bible so I really can't even say uh-huh. anything about that I feel like Taoism is the most thing I've ever read okay <laughs> you know what I mean and that was just yeah. because I was forced to read a little bit of it yeah <laughs> so I like what is that Taoism is essentially just like Instagram quotations <laughs> quotes posted Eastern philosophy you know yeah little... it's like wait till the dirt yeah. settles in the muddy water and now you can see yeah but people <laughs> in this country don't think of themselves as like you think of your generation being the generation that matters most. You don't think of yourself as a person who exists about that within the, the span day, of though. like thirty generations. I literally you thought have a about family that sense that spans back thirty generations, mm-hmm. and you're a person who thinks of your own life as just a part of that rather yeah. than like your life is everything. Yeah, I thought about it's, that today. Literally yeah. had that in my head where I was just kind of like thinking about like how. What was I saying? I was thinking about my dad and him growing up, and then I was thinking like, wait, that's just like me. <laughs> you know what I mean? In the sense of what matters right like uh i'm not dogmatic i forget yeah, i don't know just how to coexist with people and how to why to cut people out yeah pretty yeah. much something like that you know what i mean like reoccurring like the mistakes things i was so that, mad about when i was 20 are now it? things that i'm doing myself because i don't fucking care anymore i don't mm. give a fuck <laughs> do you ever think about how you would act if you could have your like matured brain now and it was dropped in your head and when you're like nine yeah, just so you can talk back to like teachers and stuff. <laughs> and like, I don't care about you. <laughs> you know Nobody cares about you. Yeah. You're not telling me what to do. Well, Shut boom. up, Joffer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, I've thought about that many times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's about an hour. How'd Is that an hour? Yeah, Holy shit. Yeah, we did an hour. Shit. How'd you like it? Pretty no, nice. No, I feel like we had maybe two good things in that Fuck. one hour. I think it was good. Oh, it's good to get back it's out, a, Bob. It's the... Um, some of the best episodes, like I remember doing one with Brett Whitaker. The, I did two with Brett Whitaker. The Man, first one, I love Brett Whitaker a lot. How's he doing? Like, pretty good. Yeah. yeah. He's got two kids now. And he's That's got, crazy. Yeah, but, uh, you know, the first podcast we did together, I felt like there was tension in it and like neither of us were laughing that much. <laughs> and uh, and that turned out to be a lot better than the next one, which 
it felt like fun to record. Mm. So the more fun you have recording it, the less good it is to listen back at. Right. So we had no fun recording this. And then you listen back. And this is going to be the best one. It's going to be the best this one. This is one of the best one. Uh, really good points all throughout. Uh, wisdom, you know, actual healing. Taoism, you know, actual Taoism, healing. Jesus. Uh, you can catch me headline February 4th and 5th at the uh, uh, Velveeta Room in Austin, Texas. And I'll be with Kate Vance and Bob. Uh-huh. <laughs> And George Brito and Torian Thomason and what's that one? That Rod, not dude. Taylor Thomason. Not Taylor Thomason. No, she's not gonna show up. Oh, man. <laughs> 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 All right, thanks, Scotty. Thanks hey, for doing that podcast. Thank you. Bye, bye.